We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Look, we're not going to get into the specifics of it, but... The stuff that people come up with so they can sue other people is mm. pretty damn comical. I swear, yeah. sometimes uh, we, we'd have to get our guy Dan Lust on at some point to talk about like some of the five or six craziest lawsuits that eventually get thrown out, uh, or if you know, it maybe surprisingly end up in someone else's you know favor. Who knows? But uh, if you want to go check out what Pete is alluding to, we're not going to spend any time. On it on the air, just go to our guy AJ Perez at by AJ mm-hmm. Perez, uh, who does a great job for front office sports. Just saw AJ the other day in the press box. Go check out his latest on a current or new lawsuit that's a little bit ridiculous. It's anyway. interesting. Um, I'll just say this look, ESPN, I want to do games for you. I don't want to sue you. <laughs> I want to sue you for your money. <laughs> I just want to take your money doing play-by-play. That's Pete, it. Pete does Tuesday, not give care. Me a Tuesday night game. Pete does not care about politics. Give Pete it, just wants right. to go to Toledo, freaking Ohio, yeah. on a Tuesday. Pete wants to do the show from nine to noon. Let me do some American drive up games. to Toledo, Ohio. Get there at about five thirty. Do a game at seven o'clock until. 10.30, leave Toledo, Ohio at 10.30 in a snowstorm, drive all the way home, get home at 3.30 in the morning after stopping at Sheets for a burger, and then come in and do the radio show the next morning. You That's what Pete wants to do yeah, for you. you pretty much got it right. So Sorry, I, much- I, I stomped all over your... No. No. Exactly. You pretty much have it. I, I don't want to see you. I just want to do games for you. That's it. Let's go to line one. Let's get some phone calls in here. 301-230-0980. Let's go to line one. Our man Lap is uh, up. What's yeah. up, Lap? Sorry to uh, Justin hey, and Richmond. What's up, man? What's up, Lap? How are you? Hey, uh, hey, how y'all doing, man? Hey, man, y'all got to do better for this uh, new year, man, with these phone calls, man. Good right. Lord. I was on the phone for like two hours. But, you know, I love y'all, so I'll be trying to support, man. Lap, Lap you, know, you know, we we appreciate you. We were just having this conversation off air. Yeah, man. Y'all, I mean, I was saying, you know, we're, we're not. From the junkies, man. All right. Well, well here, here, here's the, the deal. junkies do. Okay, but here here's the well, deal. We didn't solicit for phone calls until now though. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. So so here's the deal. Some yeah, we are very true. we we are very caller friendly and I don't think anybody can dispute that. But we also no, have no, you know we, we also have to structure the radio show so that it not only a features us, which okay is obvious because we're the hosts, but also so that we cover as many things as we can while having it make sense in the flow of the show, if that makes sense. So some days are going to be non-call heavy. And to Pete's point, we didn't really solicit calls because we weren't planning on on taking a whole lot of calls until we got into the commander's topic. Gotcha, gotcha. That's understandable. Just a little inside radio 101. Yes, yes. I need it because I'm still learning, man. I'm still learning. Hey, uh, but I, I think it's I think it's quarterback, man. Um, I want to rock with Sam Howe. I mean, I know he got a small sample size. I mean, like I said, I've seen him in college. I was impressed. 
You know, they got a small sample size with Dallas. Um, it's a lot of talent. Um, I would like to see Demi and him have a nice con- connection since they did have it in um, college, which would transfer um, to the professional level, which would be nice. Um, I really want Ron gone, but, I mean, we stuck with him now. Um, I'm just hoping that whatever offensive coordinator we get um, that knows this personnel because we have a, you know, a hell of a talent on this team, and um, and it's a very exciting uh, they have something to be excited about when you got some good young pieces, but it's just frustrating when you got coaching that don't know your personnel, man. And the reason why we can't score, um, you know, more than enough points to win games is, is ridiculous. So hopefully, man, they turn that around. Um, I'm going to be tuning in, watching the playoffs to see how some real organizations uh, <laughs> that handle their business. Uh, do what they're supposed to, and, and we can watch it. Maybe, maybe our commanders team can learn from what we see over the weekend, man. So right. keep up the appreciate good work. Appreciate it, Lap. I'll talk to y'all, Thanks, man, pal. and uh, we'll see what happens. You got it. Right. Here's the other. Thanks, here's the one thing I would say. I would not say every organization that is in the playoffs is a quote plum organization. Mm-mm. I don't think the Dolphins organization consistently has been a great organization the last no. couple of years. Look at the controversy in the offseason, you know, allegedly looking into Brady and, mm-hmm. you know, all that other stuff. Stephen Ross wants the glamour, okay? Stephen Ross is about glamour. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any uh, any doubt about that. Look at how they handled uh, the Brian Flores situation and essentially, you know, put Brian Flores in a bad spot where Brian Flores came out of that a little dirty uh, seemingly as well. He's going to get interviewed in Cleveland to be the D.C. there. So uh, he is doing a good job of trying to, um, you know, repair his uh, coaching acumen across the league, as some may have, uh, you know, doubted it with the way things ended there uh, in Miami. But I don't think the Dolphins organization as a whole is one that, oh, that's that's an organization we've got to emulate right there. Um, now, are there some others in there? Of course. San Francisco, I think, what John Lynch and them have done, John Lynch and Kyle working together have – uh, done a very good job there in San Francisco. How do you withstand the types of injuries that they have had and still find yourself as one mm-hmm. of the pre- you know, favorites going into the playoffs? It's extraordinary. Um, who would have ever thought we'd be toasting Howie Roseman and what he's done in Philadelphia? But not only has he set them up for now, but Chris, yep. with the draft capital they have, he has set them up for future as well. I've always liked Howie Roseman, even going back to before they won the first Super Bowl. Even though I did not like the trade up to get Carson Wentz because I'm just not a big trade up kind of, mm-hmm. kind of guy, I've always liked how he's fresh kind of. There is always spin on things. Two things. I I I admire his work. I think the work overall. I think the resume overall is admirable. No mm-hmm. question about it. I think more often than not, moves he make. Moves that he makes work more so than the ones mm-hmm. that don't. But he's mm-hmm. not afraid to make moves. Nope. Okay, he's not afraid to make moves. He knows he's in a challenging division. He's in a market that demands excellence. Your fan base and your customers demand excellence all the time. And and excellence is not necessarily winning 14 games like they did this year, but get them football players that put out a, a great effort every week. The Philadelphia fan base, the customer demands that. Okay? Jeffrey Lurie's put a lot of confidence in uh Howie Roseman. Is there some is there a little bit of a gooberish, you know, in Howie Roseman, is there a little goober in Howie Roseman? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, is there a guy that when he makes a draft pick, he goes around the room like, yes, we did it. And people just kind of look at him like, yeah, Howie, okay. Right. 
But that I'd rather have that guy that's enthusiastic about what he's doing, that makes and makes a move with conviction, makes the move up for Wentz. They did it with conviction, okay. And in the short term, Chris, it worked. In the short it term, that, that move worked for right. them, okay. But now what he's done, now what he's done is he's now looked at reevaluated. Okay, what did we do wrong in the latter part of the Doug Peterson era that hamstrung us? What do we have to do to go forward? Now, now not only has he improved them short-term, but he's set them up for long-term success. Yeah, because now, they have New Orleans' first-round pick. Right, absolutely. Um, the other thing I like about Howie, when everyone thought he was crazy for drafting a quarterback in the second round, mm-hmm. I was screaming, screaming to anybody that would listen, in print, Twitter, whatever, that that was absolutely the right thing to do. Because Wentz, again, as you know, I'm a big durability quarterback guy. Wentz, three years in a row, had been injured. It made all the sense. I didn't know if Jalen Hurts would work out. He obviously has taken a big step forward this year. I just thought it was the right thing to do for Howie when he was getting crushed by a lot of people in the media and a lot of fans. Why would you do that? Because that's a move at the time. You have no idea. You have no idea whether that move is ever going to pay yeah. off for you. Because yeah. if your regular quarterback sticks around, plays well, then it looks like a wasted pick. But in the case where the, the number one quarterback flames out and this guy steps up and plays well, I'm of the, I'm of the adage. And sometimes you get burned by this. Don't get mm. me wrong. This is no way, by no way a, you know, a 100% uh, you know, adage to go about things. But I, I don't believe you can never, you can never, ever, ever have enough winning football players in your organization. Oh, I agree. Jalen Hurts, to me, represents winner everywhere he was, no matter what role, okay? No matter what role he was put in, whether it was the starter, coming off the bench briefly there at Alabama, then going to Oklahoma and working in a completely different system under Lincoln Riley. Jalen Hurts threw the pill, won a lot of football games. So I don't think you can ever have enough winners inside your locker room. Hurts represented an opportunity for winning. Can I guarantee that another team would have taken Hurts in the second round? No. But I don't think it would have been impossible that another team would take him in the second round. And just like Ron with Jahan Dotson this year, if you have a conviction about a player, by all means, take your player. If you're that con- if you're that convinced that that guy is your guy, it doesn't matter whether you pick him at 16 or 42 or wherever. If that's your guy, then you go get your guy. And right now, in the short term, even though in the grand scheme of things, Jahan Dotson didn't catch a lot of passes in terms of quantity. Mm-hmm. He did catch a good number of passes oh, in terms of quality. Absolutely. The only okay? pro- the only problem is is when your when your convictions are wrong too much that could happen you know, you, i mean again that's my guy mitch trubisky so i'm gonna trade seven picks to move up one spot or whatever the chicago bears mm-hmm. did you know what i'm saying like that's where you get yourself into trouble but i do think when you're talking mid-second round like jalen hurts was selected or again if if they had a second roundish grade on sam howell and Oh my God, he's there, top of the fifth round. Somehow we bypassed him. Somehow everyone else. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Have your conviction, roll the dice, take your chances. I think. Well, you get to the third day, man. When you get to the third day, if you got a guy that's got more than a two round, if you had a guy rated two rounds or higher. Yep. On the third day. Oh, you, you absolutely. You're stupid not to take that but player. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can have a conviction about, Bry, uh, about Bryce Young and think that, man, Alabama, uh, mobility, his size not going to be a problem. Look at what Russell Wilson did. He throws, he finds lanes. Blah, blah, blah. He's a big game competitor. You can have all the convictions you want. And you could think that you're right. And you say, yeah, it's worth trading three first-round picks to move up from eight or nine or ten or whatever to one. By the way, you know who else you just described? What if you're wrong? You know who you just described right there, and he's not going to go number one? He's not going to go in the first round of the draft. You know who you just described right there? Uh, No. Stetson Bennett. Ooh. (laughs) You mean 25-year-old Stetson Bennett? How can he be a quarterback in the national title game? (laughs) What are you talking about, Mikey? I mean, it's it's, that's who you described. Winner? A guy that plays well in big games, and you know he's one. He's he's come from the ashes, yeah. man. Yeah. He came from the ashes of being told no, you can't play here. To going to JUCO, to coming back. But as we all know, Stetson Bennett ain't going to be in the first round. No, he's. I mean, I I don't know anybody doesn't have him as a third day right uh, draft pick. Right, he's five eleven. Uh, can I pass something along to you real please, quick please before we go back it to the calls? Give me a two hand chest pass, Derek Carr's. Agent just issued a statement because there was an Ian Rappaport report about his contract status, um, which we've mentioned a couple of times. Um, and Rapsheet had, of course, he got it from the agent, it looks like, um, because the two were working in concert uh, with each other. Uh, the Raiders will begin the process of evaluating the trade market for quarterback Derek Carr as they prepare for a decision on their quarterback for the future. This points to the possibility of Carr, who holds a no-trade clause and will be part of the process of leaving the organization. They said, uh, Rappaport, time is of the essence, which is why the Raiders are starting now. There is a firm deadline of February 15th. At that point, Carr's $40.4 million in salary over the next two seasons becomes fully guaranteed. Any decision on a possible trade would come before that. Okay. So, again, February 15th deadline, $40.4 million guaranteed, gets locked in, what have you. Obviously, they're not going to pay that. They're moving on. The question becomes is whether they have to release him because they, they are so stubborn that they don't get what they consider market value, da-da-da-da-da, all that stuff, right? Which would be ridiculous because if you're going to release a guy, you might as well take a third and a fifth round pick even though you'd like a second and a fourth round pick. Just for argument's sake. But here's the other component to it. His agent, meaning Derek Carr's agent, just issued a statement after the Rappaport report saying, quote, Derek's tenure with the Raiders effectively is finished. Relationships do end, but as is the case here, a treasure of memories, ah, whatever. Um, Teams constantly search for franchise players who invest themselves completely, as Derek did for nearly a decade, maybe even to a fault. That's his true legacy here, much more than the numerous team records he holds. He always showed up first, played hurt, uh, da-da-da-da-da-da. He will carry a piece of the organization with him always, and that doesn't include the hardware souvenir in his ankle. (laughs) Now he looks forward to the opportunity to write a new chapter for himself and his career. He's earned it. So, 
I, I say all that. That's a lot of fluff. But I say all that. I mean, cut and dry. When do the Raiders have to make a decision to by trade and or cut him? By February 15th to avoid the $40.4 million of guaranteed money become or money becoming guaranteed. So it's got to be done before the combine, got to be done before free agency, so, what have you. So if you're a team that is in the quarterback dance ballroom, okay, you're courting quarterbacks, mm-hmm. okay, and you're waiting out the Raiders here. Okay, I mean, isn't this the same thing we're talking about that Washington bolted early on Wentz when it looked like Wentz was probably going to be released eventually by Indianapolis? So, so here, here's I, I guess. Or what do, you, I'm, or do I, you say? Does Ron progressively say to the Raiders, "Hey, here's a second this year mm-hmm. and a." Fourth next year because they don't have a third this year or next to offer. Right? Um, do you say that? Hey, you know what? Do you, what do you say? We'll we'll put this on the table for you, and if this is the best deal you have on February sixteenth, come back and call us. Right. So so here here's is I, anybody giving up a first round pick for Derek Carr? I I could never say never. I wouldn't. Age thirty one. That's right? me. Right. Thirty one. Yeah. I, I I would not. Okay. Okay. But I, I guess where I guess where I'm going with this is is and Cars put out his own statement or whatever. Again, he's got a no trade clause. So can he? All right. For instance, if the Commanders and the Raiders are talking turkey, right? Mm-hmm. Gobble, and they gobble. say, and they say, hey, we're willing to give you a second and a fourth round pick because, like you correctly said, we don't have a third round pick because we've already blown that on a terrible decision last year. Okay, but we're willing to give you a second and a fourth round pick for Derek Carr, and obviously by trading for him, we would absorb the contract, knowing full well that the money would then become guaranteed, and Derek Carr would essentially get you know whatever however the contract works out but he would get an additional 40 million guaranteed okay can Derek Carr because of his no trade clause can he uh can he reject a trade to the commanders to the um Indianapolis Colts Jets to the Jets what have you Patriots beca- well I don't think he would do that but but, but could he do all that with the thought in mind, hey, if I reject enough trades before fe- that on February 14th, my money's kicking in. Valent- well, Valentine's Day, either my money's kicking in and somehow, some way, I'll find a way to f- force their hand and, and be here, or they're going to release me and then I can choose where I want to go. Please release me. Let me But do you see go. what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, now, I what I don't know, it just says who holds a no-trade clause. And he'll be part of the process. What I don't know is... Which means is the a, Raiders will say to his agent, look, we have a deal worked yep, out with yep. well, Team X. Sure, but, but is it a full no-trade clause? I don't know that at this point. What I'm saying to you is, if you're Derek Carr and you say, well, wait a second... I don't want to go to Indianapolis. They, I mean, you know, Jim Irsay is a little bit of a wild card. Jeff Saturday is now all of a sudden the head coach. Um, 
you know, they haven't had any success with quarterbacks in five years. Irrational organization. Ballard and, you know, Ballard mm-hmm. might be on his way out. I, I, I mean, I don't want to go there. If Rams don't have any draft capital, right? But but you see what you see where I'm coming where I'm coming from mm-hmm. is is this: if you're Derek Carr and if it's a again full no trade clause, you force the Raiders' hand. Oh yeah, into either paying you the guaranteed money or picking up the guaranteed money and then still trading you after, which I don't know if they can because then once that money becomes guaranteed, then there's dead cap money and all this nonsense. Right after February fifteenth. Or you say, look, I'm only going to accept a trade. I'm going to Ken Griffey Jr. you. I'm going to accept a trade to the New York Jets, and that's it. That's it. I'm not going to Indianapolis. I'm not going to Dopey Washington. I'm not going to Carolina. I'm not going to Tennessee. Now, again, I'm not saying that Derek Carr would say this, but he holds all the cards here yeah, because, again, much. ultimately, if he says, I'm going to one place and one place only, and that team, for whatever reason, can't work out a deal. It's good work by his agent. Yes. It's great Because work. then he either gets paid the money mm-hmm. by the Raiders or he gets released and he can choose where he wants to go. And then the team that's acquiring him, once he gets released, guess what they don't have to do? They don't have to pay compensation. Right. They great. don't have to be silly gooses like the yep. commanders were. That's that's just great work by his agent. I mean, it's a well structured deal. It means if it puts the team in a bind, I mean, they either got to pay him or you know pay him, trade him to the team. I mean, he holds them hostage here. Yeah, this is not even right yeah. right now. Derek Carr is sitting there legally holding the Raiders hostage with no sentence. Uh, coming to him of harm at the end. That's that's a great deal uh, by his agent. We'll take some more of your calls next. Dumb Dumb of the Day is 25 minutes away right here on the Team 980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, let's so bank through some calls here for a couple of minutes. Dumb Dumb of the Day is 20 minutes away. 301-230-0980. We'll go to line two. Robert Annapolis has been on hold for a long time. What's up, Robert? Yeah. All right, well, uh, thanks for actually taking a call. Um, appreciate that. Uh, on your uh, relevant <laughs> I love you guys. I really do. Well, I mean, I mean, Chris, you just rattle on and on. But, I, you know, I'm a guest as a caller, so I'm not going to get on Do, do Vinny but and anyhow, Haney not take your call? Huh? Do Vinny and Haney not take your call, Robert? I, I don't like Vinny. I don't like. The, <laughs> I don't listen. To I, that. I mean, you do I realize really that we, I, you know, they you, got, you they got do... a guy on sat. The guy on Saturday, name is escaping me. I do listen to him. Glenn anyhow, Clark. You, you do realize that no, no, we take your call no, almost every the, day. He used to be the uh, public address announcer at the stadium. I, I, I can picture his face. But anyhow, <sighs> on the on the playoffs, uh, the probabilities. You know, from a mathematical standpoint, uh, in a statistic world. Uh, 
every team has a 50-50 chance of winning because you measure possible outcomes uh, in relation to a specific outcome. So since there's no ties, either Team A is going to win or Team B is going to win. So they each have a 50-50 chance of winning. Now, when you get into reality, then you factor in all the other things. A comparable is if you flip a coin. There's a 50-50 chance when you flip a coin it's going to be heads or tails, barring it landing on its edge. But uh, there's not a 50-50 chance you're going to get five heads in a row or five tails in a row. So uh, just from a mathematical standpoint, I wanted to mention that. On uh, what Russell mentioned, uh, one of the many things he mentioned uh, on what they'll do next year, what in the world would Mayhew or Rivera care anything about beyond next year? They're not going to probably be there. I mean, they're almost definitely not going to be there. So they should focus all their, especially Rivera, I don't think he'll ever get another shot at head coaching, but and he may not want it, but they should focus everything on next year. Obviously the quarterback. Now they've got to take a chance that uh, Howell uh, can be the guy that they want him to be or whatever offense they want to run, or they've got to go get one and then uh, invest everything else in uh, the offensive line, and that would be the way to go. Uh, but keep in mind on playoff games, it's tough to come up with an upset because the teams aren't sitting down. They're going to play everything they got. But I was a Colts fan, and nothing's assured because I was in 1968. I watched yep. my Baltimore Colts get beat by the Jets. And the next year, even bigger upset sort of to me was when the Chiefs beat the Vikings. So it's happened many times, and it can happen again, and uh, we'll see where it goes this weekend. But the big thing is, you know, as a Ravens fan, this is about the 15th year out of the last 22 where I actually got to, to watch the playoffs. So it's a good we'll point. Go no doubt about it, Robert. There Appreciate you go, it. man. Thank you. Thank you, Robert, for the leave call. It, leave it to Robert. I'll never forget uh, the person. Uh, I won't name the person, but the yeah. person that he said he liked on Saturday afternoons followed Joe Miller and I one day and literally opened a show. There were no calls, and he said, if we don't have any calls, we don't have a show. So that's Robert's guy. That a boy, Robert. So I, I just <laughs> – If we don't have calls, we don't have a show. Listen – Okay. We, uh, he, l- let me let me just peel back the la- the un- the layers of the onion here a little bit. We were put together because a we both know sports, and we probably know sports as good as anybody in this market. Mm-hmm. Okay, not to say that we know more or whatever. We were also put together because our boss, I think, from what I was told, didn't want to show. With a lot of with fourteen guests on it, okay, in three hours or four hours when we first started doing, we do a caller friendly show. However, again, just to be clear, caller friendly does not mean calls all the time. Does not mean that we, and I know I talk a lot, (laughs) but we are just going to not do the show just to take. Call after call after call after call after call after call after call. Sometimes we do take call after call after call when it makes sense. Some days we don't. It's that simple. So I like we love you. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you calling. We appreciate you listening to the station, of course. But you can't get mad at us for leaving you on hold or for me talking too much. When literally the whole idea of the show is to get Pete and me to talk about sports along with Matt, have a little fun, 
get some calls, and have it be entertaining. That's the whole idea of the show. Why else would you listen? Let's go to, line. Let's go to line one. Jeff is in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Man, I like Robert, but I got to tell you, there are two fan bases on Twitter I have blocked the most are the Chiefs and the Ravens. They're even worse <laughs> than the Steelers. So um, not much to say about that. Um, but, uh, Pete, I have a 15% discount at the pro shop as a uh, season ticket holder. Fire off at me on that jersey if you want one. Nice. Appreciate you, Hoss. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be getting there at some point, I think. Yeah, once you're ready to pull the trigger, just let me know. So um, I, I might even run through there on Sunday before the game starts. So, um, yeah, I, I feel reasonably good about Sunday. I mean, anytime you got number nine under center, I think we feel pretty good about our chances. Uh, if we can keep Roquan Smith from throwing footballs at people and shouldering people 15 seconds after the whistle blows, um, I think we'll be in pretty good shape. we got to get the running game going. There's no doubt about that. And um, I don't think the weather's going to be all that great either. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it Kind of like Robert said, it's great to be in the playoffs. Always is, no doubt about that. And we wish we were. It was cool a couple of years ago when Taylor Heineke was – flying like Superman toward the pylon against Tampa Bay and the crowd that wasn't there was, you know, you could hear a roar. You could hear a roar in a silent stadium. It was so good. Oh, that, you know, that, and I think, you know, obviously before, when the, before the bills game started and up until DeMar got hurt, I've never been in a place like Paycor was. Mm -hmm. And I would expect it's going to be the same thing on Sunday. Um, and with regards, there's a lot of talk about, oh, man, they're going to trade Lamar for four first-round draft picks and Brock Purdy or somebody like that. And I'm like, uh, the days of trading starting quarterbacks with that injury history for five first-round draft picks I think are long over. He, he's, he's now entering RG3 territory, and I have a ton of respect for that guy because he always just destroys the Bengals. But um, it seems to me the only outlet is they're going to tag him, and whether he likes it or not, uh, you know, you need to get a better union if you don't like the franchise tag. Yep, no doubt about it. Jeff, appreciate it. Enjoy Thank the you, game Jeff. coming up this weekend. I'll tell you what I have said this again. I would not pay Lamar Jackson long term, period, at all. I don't care what kind of talent he is. I would have been in not on a good the, enough passer. I would have been, I would have been in on paying him had he not had back to back. Injuries. Yeah. One injury is a freak thing. Yeah. But with his style of game, back-to-back right. injuries is a concern now. Yes. And the fact that he's missed six games when the original timeline, now timelines can often be wrong, was two yeah. to three weeks, Pete? I think it was two to three weeks. Well, he's now missed six I watched weeks. him limp up that tunnel. There's not a chance in hell I'd have brought my rear end back to the field with no guaranteed contract. Like, if I was in the first year... Right. Of like a four or five mm-hmm. year deal. So you think this is a thing. power play? I don't think it's a power play, but I think it's a concern for his health play. Okay. I don't think it's a power play. Yeah. I'm I concerned just think for he's his concerned health. Concerned for his health. I'm yes. concerned for his health too. And he can't I'm, stay healthy because you know what? If Baltimore doesn't pay him, somebody else is. I know. That's the scary part. Somebody else going to go pay him. Like Some, the Washington Commanders, uh, they'd pay him. They'd pay him, but you'd be holding your breath every time he went back to pass. I'd hate that. That somebody would fall into his leg and he'd get hurt again. I'd hate that. I'm just saying. That's the concern you have for now uh, with, with Lamar is the back-to-back now injuries that have derailed his seasons. Yeah. That's your concern. Line four, Marks and Laurel. What's up, Mark? Yeah, I just wanted to address the, 
David Carr question there. Mm-hmm. So why would somebody pay David Carr $44 million? The guy was in the best situation. He had the phenomenal running game. He had the, one of the best tight ends in the game and the best receiver in the game and could not get it done. So if he gets cut, who's going to pick up a $44 million contract? His best option would be to get traded. I mean, well, if he no, if, if he if he gets cut, then he creates his own contract with the team that he chooses to play for, with the team with, with the team. Well, no, no, no. It, 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 I mean, he's already due to make that money. It's what it is is it becomes guaranteed fully. Meaning, right now it's not fully guaranteed unless I guess he's on the roster past February fifteenth. But if he gets cut, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna they're not gonna pay him, they're gonna cut him. Right. But if he team. if he gets cut, then that contract goes away, but then he gets to yeah. choose where he plays and 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 negotiates a contract with that acquiring team. And it's possible, like if you look at I mean, just one second on this. If you look at what it costs for quarterbacks nowadays, forty five, forty, forty five million dollars a year. I mean, what is is Derek Card not worth? Say forty million guaranteed over three years. Of course he is. I mean, if that's the point that huh? you the point that you're missing is that he had the best running game in football this year. This year, he had the best game and the right. best tight end. Yeah, and he had a horrible offensive line. Waller's always hurt. Renfro was hurt, and he did have Devonte Adams, no doubt. And their defense stunk. Putting the plug on, the, on such a good quarterback, and then the second thing, a question I just want to address is Sam Howell. Why would if you only have one opportunity to prove yourself as a head coach, why would you put all the cards on Sam Howell? That's going to be mediocre. Maybe you're going to be under 500, lose your job, or you're going to bring somebody in here with a phenomenal track record because you're trying to save your job. And now if Ron had like a, a four-year, five-year contract, yeah, you'll start Howell, but there's no point for him to start out and it's mediocre he's going to get fired his best opportunity is to bring somebody in make the playoffs quick with sam holly wouldn't do it again i mean there's no way that he's going to roll the dice on on a fifth round draft pick to be mediocre and get fired i mean he has to put all the cards on the table like poker it's all in thank you guys thanks mark Mark. i mean and he's true mark is right though ron's got one shot to prove to a new owner that yep what they're doing here, and they're moving in the right direction. But he he's essentially done what Mark is saying he should do the last two years, and they've both been spectacular failures. One for health, and one because of health and because he wasn't any good anymore. Wouldn't Carr be better than Wentz and Fitzpatrick? Sure, until he gets hurt and sprains his ankle how in much week do one we put, and uh, how much is do out we put for a, until okay, week eight. How much do we put on what happened with the Raiders on Josh McDaniels. Just how much how much do we put on what happened with Russell Wilson on Nathaniel yeah. Hackett? I mean I mean I think the answer from the Denver Broncos was we put a lot on Nathaniel Hackett. From the Raiders perspective, I think it's part and parcel contract. I think it's part that's not our guy. We're gonna young, we're gonna draft a guy young and develop him or we're mm-hmm. gonna sign Tom Brady in free agency. So Carr with a fresh fragrance maybe may be better. Maybe there's something yeah. still remaining there with him. I think there is. I mean, do, do you think you can win as many games with Sam Howell as you could with Derek Carr would be the question you'd have to ask yourself. But Pro- again, Probably not, but you know what? There's no guarantee, as we found remember, out, that veterans work out in a new system. They say Derek wanted, you know, Derek's looking in the offseason somewhere it's got stable ownership. That's not here. Well. At least as of right now. As of right now. But as soon as... Um, 
as soon as Jeff Bezos signs or agrees on the dotted line, I mean, that's about as stable as you're going to get. All right. Just like his uh, ex-wife's uh, marriage habits. Very stable. She got, she got divorced again. She got divorced so again. So maybe it wasn't all Jeff's fault. See, Jeff, feel better about yourself, buddy. It wasn't your fault after all. She got divorced for a second time after like a year to a high school chemistry teacher. You went from the guy, you went from one of the best businessmen, richest businessmen in the world to a high school chemistry teacher, which is fine. Right. So now now what's she going to go in between? What's she going to do now? She's going to start. She's going to look for the guy that's been incarcerated for like 15 years. (laughs) Let me just somewhere give him, in between. Let me just give him a second chance. Yeah, I mean he's he's getting out in like seven years. Maybe she'll fall in love with an Amazon truck driver. There you go. Hey, How about that? I own you. Look at that. <laughs> that's not nice. She probably does have plenty of shares, though. Oh, she does. <laughs> she's got she, some shares, and she's got something else to share too. Yeah, you know, if you see if you see Mackenzie on Tinder, what is it? If swipe right to avoid. If you, how do they do that, Matt? Are you swiping left for and swiping right against? It's swipe right, yes. Swipe left now. Okay, swipe left. If you see McKenzie, swipe left. Okay, I'm just giving you. Do well, especially a favor. if you've got a son of prenup. Yeah, do yourself a Which, favor. I guess the chemistry teacher, before he started performing chemistry experiences. <laughs> Sixty seconds, Paulie, you're up. Oh. Let Rooster Wait a minute, clock hasn't started yet. Now, 60 seconds from now. What's hell up, Paul? To, hell to the W, man. Hell to the W, man. <laughs> Yo, compete, man. Hey, Robert, nobody wants to hear you anyways, bro. Let me go. 50-50 chance now. Y'all going to get Molly Wap this weekend, man. Joe Blow Burrow ain't playing around with you guys, man. That's going to be an easy 17-point victory. Um, Rooster, don't worry about it, man. Ain't nobody swiping no way for you. And for her, I'll swipe any way she wants me to swipe. I- I'll sign a prenup. That's still coming with some paper. Y'all are crazy, man. Hey, Jeff Bezos, uh, he ain't worried about that anyways, man. He living good. He about to own us. Be good with that, man. Hey, Derek Carr, let me get this right. Is this a $44 million bonus or is this a, just a guarantee for the rest of his contract? I uh, don't know the exact answer on that. Still researching. Uh, okay. if, if it's a, You're if running it's out a of time. For the rest, if it's guaranteed for the rest of the contract, I think that he'll rather get cut so he can. <laughs> I, I, I swear I did not do that. I had my <laughs> finger on the trigger button. I did not do that. I did not. I'm not going to tell you who did that. <laughs> I did not do it. Well, I don't. I don't have the capability. I am not a crook. I don't have the capability from over here. <laughs> I wonder who did that. <laughs> Doc Walker. <laughs> Doc Walker. <laughs> oh man! I, I saw Doc in that room with with uh, with the producer engineer uh, there a few minutes ago. It was the DOC on the 980 coming up with Burgundy on the Burgundy and Gold Today Show. Coming your way next. Dumb Dumb of the Day is right around the corner, and the rooster has what's trending. All right, we've been talking about this earlier this hour. If you missed it, hit the Odyssey Rewind. The potential future of Derek Carr is not exactly known. However, what is known is that he is going to be leaving the Las Vegas Raiders organization. He 
issued a statement on social media saying it, quote, breaks his heart, my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. He admitted that his nine-year stay with the Raider organization was a roller coaster. Uh, and again, he will leave with great memories now. Whether he'll be a free agent, whether he will have to be acquired by trade, again, we covered some of that. Hit the Odyssey Rewind feature on the Team 980. The Washington Post, Nikki Javala, reporting that the commanders will indeed consider an in-house candidate, and that is quarterbacks coach Ken Zampezi. The Denver Broncos interviewing former Stanford head coach David Shaw for their head coaching position. Bears hiring Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren to serve as their new president and CEO. And how about a baseball note? Former national now, slugger Nelson Cruz and the Juan Soto-led San Diego Padres have agreed on a one-year, $1 million deal. And that's what's trending. Been a tough, tough, tough couple of days over at uh, Dunbar. Here in the nation's capital. Keep them in your prayers over there. Lots of calls coming up for Burgundy and Gold today. Doc Walker standing by. He'll be taking your calls at 301-230-0980. Right now, we tell you about the Dumb Dumb of the Day. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Oh, yes, it is. Yes. So we told you <clears throat> Prince Harry apparently suffered from a little bit of frostbite on his uh, princely penis mm. after visiting the North Pole in 2011. Mm. Speaking of a North Pole. A little shore. It mm. was just a little shore. So in his autobiography called Spare, Prince Harry, mm. there's more excerpts coming from the explosive memoir this one made me laugh but this one also made me shake my head the 38 year old prince recalled applying elizabeth arden cream to help his frost elizabeth arden but you go ahead oh i well i was just it's okay i i you know i i thought it had to be arden because it's fancy uh, that he apl- applied Elizabeth Arden cream to help his frost-bitten pee-pee that he said in the book was, quote, oscillating between extremely sensitive mm. and borderline traumatized following the trip to the North Pole. A hey, prince, I know you're like a prince and everything, right? but it's okay to go to the doctor when you have things like this happen. You Correct. don't need to try to come up with your own home remedy right the royal doctor so he said a friend recommended the cream as a home remedy right Mm. to your point and he remembered when the friend made the recommendation that the late princess diana used to use the same cream for her lips Mm. he said quote in the autobiography spare my father said her lips were genuine (laughs) my mom used that on her lips You want me to put that on my todger? (laughs) T-O-D-G-E-R? I guess that's another word for your royal pee-pee. Anyway, the friend reassure him. The royal sphincter. He said, I found the tube, and the minute I opened it, 
The smell transported me through time. It felt as if my mother no. was right there in no. the room. No. 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 Don't <laughs> do it, Prince. No. And, no. and I... And I took a smidge and applied it down there. No. <laughs> so it goes on to say the Duke of Sussex could be heard making a brief pause before saying, quote unquote, down there in a slightly deeper voice. <laughs> this is the audio version. Because. <laughs> So the reaction, as you can imagine, somebody said, quote, that just ruined my day. Somebody else, an actor said, the pause before down there. <laughs> Someone else said the spirit of Princess Di showed up when she was needed the most. So basically, basically, if you want to read a book about somebody putting lotion on their royal pee-pee uh, and having it remind of their mummy go buy the damn book but this I mean these people are so dumb so, these people are such popes you're Chris's dumb dumb of the day I'm sorry I shouldn't be laughing about I this is a man I mean, who took lotion that reminded him of his mom and rubbed it on his royal sphincter <laughs> in a time of distress. I mean, there's so many things I can say right now. I probably said too much as it is, but you can imagine where my brain is going here, right? Yes, and that's where everybody else's brain exactly. is going. Exactly. I took my mom's lotion. And, and I... why would you write about this? Because hmm. I want everybody to know that the royal sphincter was healed. You know what I'm never writing about? <laughs> Burgundy and gold today? <laughs> yes, that. Is that what you're not going to write about? Yeah. 230-0980. I heard Scotty saying that yesterday. Coming I, your could, way I couldn't help but chuckle like a schoolgirl exactly. every time I heard it. Just like you are now. Talking about the royal sphincter all lathered up with Princess Diana's cream. And it made him feel better. Mommy, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow right here at 9 on the Team 980. Streaming live for free with the DOC on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.